Good morning, everybody. Happy Monday. So I wanted to let you guys know that uh, my co-host is on his way. He had an awesome training session this morning. But let's get into it. This is Fight Junkie, sponsored by MMA Fight Universe. And I am here today to talk to all of you all about this weekend's fights at UFC San Antonio Vera versus San Hagen. I have to be honest. I was a little disappointed. Um, there was a lot of heat going into this fight. There was a lot of a lot of things on the line, and I was a little bit disappointed. Um, great card overall. Uh, congrats to everybody who won, uh, and nothing but respect for everybody you know who got into the octagon. But man, those judges. Uh, I I don't know what needs to be done. I don't know if anything can be done. But I'll tell you what. I'm not even a fighter. And I almost passed out uh, because of some of the scorecards, which I don't know. But we're going to get into it. It was an awesome weekend, San Antonio. Um, sold out crowd, lots of energy. Texas, I used to live in Texas. I lived in Houston. Um, there's a different energy out in Texas, I have to say. they uh, Everything is bigger. Um, and they just go hard. They, they certainly go hard. And when the fights go down, especially when the Black Beast, who was a resident of Houston, fights, I mean, they blow the, the roof off of that, that thing. Or they'd say they blew the roof off the gaff, like they say uh, over, uh, over in London. So I'm going to get into it. I was going to start with the, the first fight, but I got to be honest, Austin, maybe you can attest to this. I want to get right into the, the main event, and then we'll, then we'll work our way back down because I have so much to say about... Corey Sanhagen versus Marlon Vera. Um, that division, as we all know, is absolutely stacked. We have a title fight between Henry Cejudo and Aljo um, coming up, I believe, in May. And we have the number one contender who seems to be Sugar Sean O'Malley, who just beat Piotr Jan in Abu Dhabi. Uh, and then Piotr Jan's on a two-fight skid right now. We got Marab, who is a complete savage, but he's friends with Aljo, who's the champ, and he doesn't want to fight him. I don't know. How do you, how do you feel about that, Austin? I mean, these guys, they train their whole life, and then, I mean, the belt is right, right there, and they just, they don't want to fight their they buddy. They don't want to fight, yeah, because it's, the uh, the belt is on the line. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I got a lot of friends that I, that I love and I care about, but if some of my buddies are listening to this, uh, I also have children. So I'd elbow you in the face, no problem, to get that belt. There he is, right off. MMA's finest UFC flyweight, the Jamaican sensation. He had an awesome training session this morning, so he was a little behind, but that's why he gets paid the big bucks, because if he doesn't train at 5 a.m., he might get kicked in the neck. But he's here today. What's up, bub? Uh, not much, man. Not much, not much. You just started or what? Yeah, we're just getting started, just kind of saying what's up to everybody. And uh, I was just breaking down some of the judges stuff. And then before I went into the Albert Doria versus Chidi fight, yeah, I wanted to go into the main event. But how are you? I'm good, man. I am good. Oh, my goodness. The, hey, the car this weekend was nuts. I think this was the first time where I was like, man, the, the prelim is like almost better than the main car. The prelim was so good. The prelim was so good. Oh, yeah. my goodness. I, I, I thought it was like a banger. And I think... For me, because I'm a flyweight, there were so many flyweight fights on the prelim, so it made it more entertaining to Do watch. Do you watch those in detail because you might have to go go to war with some of these? Not too much in, in details or 
you know, putting too much on it, but I do watch him. Yeah. You know, I try to watch him, yeah, to get more like, okay, who's this guy coming up? Who, what's he like? You know what I'm saying? I saw there was a lot of newer flyweights too. There's so many. Yeah, I love flyweights it. stacked. It's always stacked. Um, I did hear a narrative that uh, for fight nights, and maybe you can speak on this more, that they do like the main event to be a flyweight or a bantamweight. And I personally think it's because it's the main event and they don't want like a heavyweight to just knock somebody out right away. Yeah. You know, more more likely than not, there's not going to be a ton of knockouts at the lower weight classes. Obviously, you have, you know, an awesome knockout. What do you think about um, the bantamweight division right now? I wanted to start with the Corey Sanhagen fight. Um, and we were talking about the, the you know, just the, mm. the gauntlet of fighters. Uh, how do you mean, look at that? In terms of them wanting... Uh, Flyweights and bantamweights to be a main event. I think what it is is a lot of fans are evolving. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're not getting those fans in the stands that's like screaming armbar, armbar every time, yeah, slap his chest, <laughs> oh, armbar every time. I'm like, dude, it's a stand-up fight. You know what I mean? It's a grab his titty and twist it. Thank you, thank you, Austin. <laughs> you know? I mean, I was saying the other one, but the oh. amount of times I've heard that now, at MMA fight, like. The, the the first ever in person fight I ever went to uh, uh -huh. that wasn't contender series was the John Jones fight. Yeah, which hell of a first fight to go to. Uh, I sat up in the bleachers and I felt like I was part of the plebeians, like in Shakespeare, like they have the fun. <laughs> All the high class people like Ode sit down on the floor. Yeah, and uh, it was right. They were like grab his dick and twist it every <laughs> every thirty seconds. Yeah, man. The, the fans. I feel like they've evolved a lot, and so. It used to become, you know, they want to see the slugfest. They just want to see two guys in there, slug it out, and you yeah. know what I'm saying? Who connects goes down. But now they're like, oh, there's actually like calculations and timing and shots and speed, and they're paying attention to the wrestling now, which they never did before. Never. They're paying, uh, paying attention to the grappling now, which they've never done before, and they're paying attention to details in the striking. So I think a lot of, the, a lot of this is the fans are evolving, and they want to see more out of the fighters. And I think... You know, when it's the heavyweights, they just get in there and they slug. Yeah, they just knock each they other just, out. They just try to slug. So that, I do like that. That does make sense. And, and I think Gordon Ryan um, was saying that about jiu-jitsu. Somebody said, how come there's not so many people watching Brazilian jiu-jitsu? And he said, because a lot of people just don't understand it. And when you think about the UFC, it's a, it's a giant, but yeah. it's only 30 years old. I mean, baseball, all these other sports have been around for a century, and then we, you know, it's no, 30 years. That's no. nothing. I'm going to be 37, you know? No, you're right, and it's the same with, like, even pay, you know what I'm saying? The, pay, the reason why all these other sports are getting paid so much is because they've been around for so long, you know? Yeah. These athletes <clears throat> are getting paid way more money because it, that, that company or business has had time to grow its revenue, which the UFC is still growing the revenue and the infrastructure of the organization, so, you know... Well, that, that's a good way to look at uh, the audience watching and knowing a little bit about the totality of mixed martial arts instead of just knock them out, you know, because that, you know, I've had it, man. I've paid that $60 that I didn't have for a, oh, a, a fight. And then yeah. the main event, I'm all sweating and get anxiety and it's over in 10 seconds. And I'm like, damn, I was like a Mike Tyson show. <laughs> right. Imagine those <laughs> Mike Tyson shows, man. People, or you're Cheeto and you just go. Have the deer in the headlights look? Well, <laughs> I call. Okay, sorry. Before one last tell us how you really feel. I I was calling it as soon as I saw Bruce Buffer announcing. Yeah, I saw Cheeto. I was like, oh, homeboy looks like he's scared. 
Like of the not of Corey, but just like just the big lights. A lot of fucking people here. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, why I, I said put them back in the apex. So let's do that. Uh, Ode, that's let's good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna touch on that with uh, what Austin just said. Actually, I want to touch on that a little bit. Yeah, tell us m- mere civilians no. how it is to be under the lights and in your underwear fighting for your life, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is a real thing though. I'm not gonna lie, and not just the lights, but a lot of the times. You take things into the octagon. You know what I'm saying? Um, fight fans and everybody else doesn't really understand what it is sometimes to be in there. You know, you're not just going in there a lot of the times and just fighting. Sometimes you have a death in the family or, you know, some kind of drama that just lingers in your head. You know what I'm saying? Or you just had the flu, <laughs> you know? <laughs> or that. Or that. And if you don't know how to put that stuff behind you, if you if you let it bother you, you know, it can show up in your fighting. Or, or, um, I feel like this was the first time that the moment was just a little bit big for Cheeto. And, you know, it kind of got to him a little bit. Um, but that's okay, though. You know what I'm saying? Because you'd rather that happen to you now. Because Cheeto is still, man, he's still young. He's, he's yeah, got, he just turned 30 in yeah, December. Yeah, he's got, man. He's got so much time. So it's okay that it happened. You know what I'm saying? Because... He can now address it. He's a smart guy. He can address those things mentally. He's one of the dude. He's a tough ass cookie. Super you know tough. What I'm saying he can address what he needs to. He'll go back and say, "Okay, this is what happened. How can I fix this and prevent it from happening again?" And he will make those adjustments. I know that because I have made those adjustments. That happened to me in my first fight when I fought Brian Kelleher. You know what I'm saying? Um, the moment was too big for me, too fast. You know what I mean? Now I've grown and evolved. Um, I think this will make Cheeto a, a much better fighter, honestly. So, question Ode, uh, and both of you really, can we just agree that Cheeto afterwards handled that very well? He just said, hey, that was on me. Because, yeah. you know, yeah. people like Colby would have been like, Marty Fake Newsman, uh, yeah. slip me something in my in my dressing room. <laughs> yeah, but Mar- Marlon's come out and, and said, and we spoke about this last yeah. show, like, he's not out here for the clout. Mm-hmm. He he fights for his family. Um, no, I love I love him, man. He's, he's a man. He is, he is. He's, he's such a dope guy. He's so dope. I like him a lot, man. He doesn't care about all that. No. You know, he has a, a, a daughter with a disability, and I yeah. think his first... Five or six fights, he was literally fighting to get money um, to see her smile because part of yeah. the disability is that she has face paralysis. And uh, yeah, he doesn't care about all that other stuff. Dude, I, I, man, Cheeto's great. <laughs> what Chris I do, Curtis, Chris Curtis says that <laughs> he's like Cheeto always looks like he's gonna mug you. <laughs> <laughs> he do, he's a mean looking uh, dude, and you, dude, I looked at some real. of the the pictures of like from twenty, I think his, thirteen his to now evolution. Yeah, the Cheeto his ele- evolution. <laughs> He, uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to see him in a dark alley on a Tuesday. Um, <laughs> but I do want to get into that fight because there was a lot on the line. Mm-hmm. We got Corey Sanhagen, who going into this, and I, and I said it multiple times, that like the totality of a fighter in mixed martial arts, I do feel personally that Corey Sanhagen had more tools in his toolbox. Mm-hmm. But I also thought, and I bet on Vera to win because, I mean, he has that style where he gets better as the fight goes and he doesn't take a lot of damage and he has he had a significantly more power in his strikes than Sanhagen. But mm-hmm. I guess, you know, if you're, you can't, it's like looking for a Hail Mary and if it doesn't come, then you lose. Like, 
What do you, you know what I mean? You can't, you can't expect to fight some of the best in the world and wait for a knockout because if you don't get it, you're going to lose a decision like he did, unfortunately. No, you're right. And, you know, I also have to apologize because here I am talking about how Cheeto was off and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm not giving any credit to Sanhagen because he did a great job. He fought a perfect fight. You know what I mean? He, he really looked, he looked good. Tremendous. He looked, he looked good. He's very smart and calculated, which I know he was going to be. That's one of the things I said. You know, his, his fight IQ is amazing. Um, he moves. Something that he did really, really well during the fight that I was very impressed with him. Uh, he, he did the same thing with Frankie Edgar. He moves right, he moves left. He moves right, he moves right, left, and then he goes forward. He goes side, side, and then forward. Side, side, forward. And he was doing that a lot with uh, Cheeto, and it was hard for Cheeto to kind of settled down on his shots you know what i mean it was hard for him to plant and throw because Corey was going side to side so much you would see where cheeto would try to do like a teep a push kick and it, it wasn't even connecting because Corey was like you know what i mean wasn't snake charming yeah man he did a really good job um and hats off to him yeah he, he looked good he he's <clears throat> i mean let's let's get into the fight itself i mean the first round he, he pretty much just dominated. Yeah. He took him down. He, he stayed on top. Yep. I don't know what Cheeto Vera is made out of. We need to go get a sample of that, that guy's DNA. Because <laughs> I watched this gentleman get ground and pound for 90% of the first round. Mm -hmm. And Corey Sanhagen was the one bleeding. Yep. It's crazy, man. He's so durable. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he doesn't get hurt. His durability, it's, he's like the thing from the, from the <laughs> yeah. what was that, Silver Surfer movie? Fantastic Four. <laughs> he just can take off. I mean, Dude, he, that man's built from stones, bricks. He got hit, uh, I mean, a ton. And How good no was damage. his striking in the last 15 seconds of the fight, though? So that's what that's what, hey. that's what he does. If you look at uh, the Frankie Edgar fight. Uh, Cheeto, I meant, not, uh, oh, not Corey. I, I know, I know. Yeah, I'm talking about Cheeto. If you look at the last few fights, he, he once again, he starts yep. slow. He um, When he gets taken down, he's not really doing much. And then he waits till the end to get that knockout, but you can't do that in, Not, in these fights. And I thought, you know, I think I still think that five round fights are for Cheeto because he's a slow starter. Um, but there was something different in, in his eyes this time when he was slow. You know what I mean? And he looked off. Yes, and I was like, okay, you know what? Cheeto usually loses like the first round, anyways. You know, but there was something different in his eyes this time around. And I don't know what it is, but uh, I'm sure, like I said, he'll he'll make the ad adjustment. And you know what I did like, though? I love Cheeto's coach. He was so honest with him the whole time. He was like, hey, man, like, how are you feeling? Are, you don't look like yourself. Are you okay? Yeah, Jason you know, Perillo is a beast. Dude, like, I've never heard a coach talk like It's usually like Leon yeah. Edward, come on, man, we got we to gotta come back. Yeah. He was like, what's going on? Like he was having like philosophical yeah, conversations man. with him in between he's, rounds because he knew something was off. Yeah, Chido did not he, look himself. He knew that was amazing. I thought that was amazing. You know, seeing the just the level of communication that he has with his coach, the fact that he can talk to you like that. You know what I mean? He was so honest with him. I love that. He was like, "Are you are you okay? Are you like, good, bro? you know, you know, you look like Cheeto, but I don't know. You're you're not you're worrying me right now. Yeah, you Do know you, what I'm saying? Now, how much? And, and you know, because you you get in that mm -hmm. squared circle, how much is the fighter having a bad day versus that they are just frozen because of how good their opponent is. Mm. It almost looked like he was kind of, I won't say frozen, but he, he didn't know where to go because of the movement and because of the well-roundedness of Sanhagen. It seemed like he just 
Like, his, I don't know. You think he was just having a completely bad day or he just couldn't I think implement it, a plan because of his opponent? I think it was a combination of both, honestly. I think he was having a bad day, but I also think that Corey did a very good job of calculating the distance and the angles and moving. You know what I'm saying? So I think it was a little bit of both. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he looked good. Um, now, this is a stack division we were just talking about. Um, Marab being yes. friends uh, with the champ and not mm-hmm. wanting to fight the champ. But if you heard the almost kind of cheesy call out at the, at the end, uh, Sanhagen said, um, I, I hear you're hungry and I got something for you to eat and it doesn't taste good. I and tweeted that they should revoke <laughs> his mic privileges after that one. <laughs> I, you know what? The guy can beat the crap out of me. I did so not hear that. I did not hear that. <laughs> yeah. he, that's, he, so that was his call out to Marab. Um, no way. Yeah, yeah. It was not. Can you it pull was... it up? Uh, <laughs> I need to hear this. Yeah, he said, I hear you're hungry and I got something for you to eat and it does not taste good. Uh, and he, but I will give him credit. He told Michael Bisping, this is, I have a, a very cheesy thing I'm about to say. And he oh, said, it's man. not too bad. So he still went forward. <laughs> it doesn't taste good. That's going to go viral uh, for a while. Um, that was like the Aljo one when he was like, uh, I'm coming on you. I'm coming. <laughs> no, no, that was Usman. Usman talking shit to no, Woodley no, at Aljo the press did, conference. No, 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 no. Aljo did one. Oh, he did one too. Yeah, where he, I forgot what he said. He's like, I'm coming. I'm coming for that ass. I'm coming on that ass. I'm coming on that ass. <laughs> Usman was uh, at a press conference when he was going to fight Woodley, and he was like, I'm coming for that ass. I'm gonna. I'm and I'm coming all night long. And everybody was like, John Jones was like, All right, all right, pause, man. Slow it down a little bit. Oh man. All right, bro. I think but this is it. The internet, man. I love it. Oh, it never loses. Mm-mm. Undefeated. Unanimously. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, man. We're going to be clipped out before we know it, too. He was pouring on the pressure towards the end of the fight. What was going through your mind when he was making that final attack? Yeah, win the early rounds, Mm. and then he was going to come at me. I knew that that's what was going to happen. So I took him down in the early rounds. I moved my ass around in the second, in the three, four, and five. That's how you beat Cheeto. Cheeto's a good fighter. He is a great fighter. You just beat the number three ranked guy. Obviously, you're one of the best and most impressive guys in this division. What do you want next? Obviously, we all want to be the champion. How do you see that path? What do you want next? I would feel so slimy if I asked for a title shot before Marab. Marab is an absolute animal. I respect him a ton. I want that number one spot. I got a line. It's a little embarrassing. Go ahead. As long as he's not too cringe. Not too bad. (laughs) Marab, you're hungry? Well, I got something for you to eat. And it don't taste good! There it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It don't taste and it good. it don't taste good. <laughs> That's top five. Hey, top five for sure, bro. We need to do like a like a little video of... Uh, don't forget Jesus. <laughs> like all the cringe. All the cringe, uh, yeah. The Cejudo ones. Cejudo's got to be up there, too. I love you. I love <laughs> I you, love boy. <laughs> yeah, there's some... I mean... Who knows what was going through his or head? Or the, the best, the best one line. The balls was hot. The balls was hot. The My best one line. Yo, we're Ronda. We're, we're Ronda Rousey's fine ass. Yo, we need My to balls do. Balls is hot. Hey, our next show, we, we need to clip together some some of those and then play it. We, play we it yeah. do that. Absolutely, we have to. That'd yes, that would be dope. So, uh, the division right now, we have Cejudo mm-hmm. versus the champ. Yep. Um, I'm real excited about that because of this. Just awesome stylistically. And Henry's. 
another fighter who is super intelligent. But, man, come on. You've been out for a while now. Yeah, it's a minute. And Aljo right now is, bro, he's his backpack. King backpack. He gets you. Aljo's a savage. Yes. I think, I could be wrong. I do think they kind of wanted Cheeto in the grand scheme of things to maybe beat Sanhagen because yep. Sanhagen has a you know loss to the champ by rear naked choke and it's now you know and Jan beat yep Corey and No you that's you're you're right. You know I, they kind of wanted some new blood in there, I yeah, think. No, you're right. You're right. So I don't know. We're going to have but to see if Sanhagen uh you know does what he needs to do and beats everyone who he needs to beat then he he earns it. Yeah, he earned it. He, he earned it. He said post fight uh that he has to uh, get an elbow surgery, mm. so he'll he'll probably be out I until see, September. I see the same results. You know, Aljo getting him and backpacking him. Backpacking him. Yep. Yeah, Aljo on your backs. That's it. That's the and, end of the game. And what's what people don't understand is people are like, oh well, how? Why don't you just not give him your back? It's not that you just can't <laughs> not give him your back. It's that he forces you. It's either you give up your back or you give up something else. You know what I'm saying? He, it's like a game of chess. He forces you in like bad positions. Yeah. You know, uh, if you were talking about not getting punched all day. <laughs> yeah. How come like hey. I'm sitting, I'm eating popcorn right. on my couch, how, w- yeah, telling these, you what you should be doing in the octagon. Yo, these fans is ridiculous, <laughs> man. These I haven't fans. ran in four years, but my cardio would be hella better if I was fighting. Right. These fans ridiculous. Yeah. So I think uh, that's, that's just an awesome division. I, I'm excited for O'Malley to come back. I, I do want to see Aljo because he's been through so much fight. O'Malley just that would because not of happen. The, uh, I just mean for the numbers. I would I think love he, it. I would love it, but it wouldn't happen. They, Aljo would strangle him. No, no. I I, I think he's gonna. <laughs> I don't think it would happen. I don't think. I don't think it's gonna happen. It's the matchup. I don't think. You know, but isn't he next for the time? Isn't he supposed to fight the winner? O'Malley's supposed O'Malley? to fight the winner of those two. Let's, let's see it. I hope so. I hope it happens. Yeah, I, because I've met Aljo. Aljo's a good guy. Um, yeah. I love O'Malley as well, but I think Aljo deserves those mm-hmm. pay-per-view points when, Al, when O'Malley comes in. Agreed. Um, and I hope it happens. Yeah, so that, that's, that's a stacked division. Yeah, your division uh, and Bantamweight are just deep. Woo, I love it. I love waters. that my division's getting, like, you know, fiery, too. Ooh, I love it. You seen that CJ Vergara fight? Man. Please don't remind me. Bro. I lost all of my bets on that fight. Bro, that fight was cold. It was crazy, though. though. I will say it was a great fight. Yo. That dude ran a 5K in there. Hey, they got fight of the night and deserved it, man. That dude came in with the thumpers that first round, just piecing CJ up. Then CJ comes back. Bro, CJ is like a zombie, man. You you got to – it's – I don't even know. He He's so durable when it comes to not being finished. It's ridiculous. You, it's He's so hard to finish. I would know. I fought him, and I could. I I hit him with everything. I could not finish. I couldn't finish him. I was like, this guy. That's got to be frustrating as hell, <laughs> dude. I mean, I I've like, I've been overseas uh, where I've seen a lot of lead thrown, and and the guys are still shooting back. And you're yo, like, he was. Where's this coming from, right yo, now? Yeah, man, that was an impressive performance. Impressive, like he deserved 100k for that fight. 100, yeah. And you heard the fans too, yo. He always brings a crowd. He's he's. One of the fan favorites, obviously. It's a hometown fight for yeah, him, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true, man. He brought a crowd. Oh, he's from San Antonio? Yeah, he brought okay. a crowd. Like, the crowd was going nuts for CJ. Nuts, do bro. You, do you? There was, was a lot. it was a prelim. It was a prelim fight. Prelims he, were f- fired. He packed, he packed the stadium on a prelim fight. 
Yeah, imagine crazy. what his party Those was like. Those first two prelims were definitely fight of the night contest, which was one of them was the CJ, and then yep. the other one was the yeah, where they were just swinging, swinging. It. Yep, man, the prelims I thought were better than the main card. You know what I mean? Like, no yeah. disrespect to like <laughs> yes. Holly Holm and Santos, but that fight was a boring fight. Yeah, we're gonna get into that uh, here in a, here yep. in a minute because yeah, the prelims were were but, rocking. But I will say, <clears throat> not taking anything away from Holly, uh, she did what she needed to do. Yeah, so let's get into the uh, the Holly Holm, Yana Santos fight. Um, they were both, I believe, fourteen six and zero. Oh. I think Yana's uh, almost ten years younger than Holly Holm, and Holly Holm's forty one years old, and she just signed a six fight mm-hmm. deal. So she came into this as a former bantamweight champ when mm-hmm. uh, she got the belt when she head kicked KO'd um, Ronda. Ronda, and yep. I think they were in New Zealand, right? Yeah, she shook the world, and then she got head kicked KO'd and lost her belt to crazy. Nunez, yeah. which was crazy. And then she's kind of been. I don't know, laying under the radar, not fighting as much. I think she was, you know, having things go on in her mm-hmm. in her personal life, um, which everybody does, but not everybody goes through personal things and yeah. then has to fight in front of twenty thousand people. So, what did you think of that fight? Because um, it went completely different than I thought it was going to go. Oh man, I don't even look like Austin. What are you trying to say, Austin? You 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 know what I said. <laughs> Austin believes that Holly Holm is a gatekeeper. Meaning, oh yeah, she see that. she's there in place. She's the test for the newer fighters. Yeah, if you can't beat Holly Holm, yeah, Bellator's Bellator's wow. uh, your next your next stop. <laughs> you think she's been uh, damn? I, I think she's. I think she's starting to. She's starting to become like the women's Clay Guida. Like yeah, wow. Like don't take like obviously as we saw, the, don't take her for granted because she'll still jack you up. But the, like, the women's Nate Diaz. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I don't know. I feel like Clay Guida was a gatekeeper way longer. Like he was yeah. always like, I, I don't even know if he was ranked in the last. He's like, a savage. Five, six years. He's from Jersey too. No, yeah, he's a great fighter. Clay and Nate, both but like savages. 15 years ago, he was like great. Now he's just. Yeah. Ah, he's, I mean, he could still beat the right. dog shit out of anybody. Hard but, fight. Yeah, because he wrestled. I mean, you too. You re- not a lot of people know, but you know, uh, Ode, the Jamaican sensation. Also, I'm just kidding. No, he's only a striker in, in, in college. You know what I I think is funny if you look at it. All of the wrestlers that are that grew up in wrestling that are wrestler heavy have now turned to stand up and they want to stand and bang. And all of the fighters like Holly Holm, who was a 18 time boxing champ, is now wrestling. Hey, that's what happens, especially when you have two high level kickboxers in there. They just start grappling. If you got two grapplers in there, they start striking, start fighting. Yeah. I'm tired of shooting shooting singles. This is bang. I just uh, I didn't. Yeah, there you're right. Yeah, uh, okay. Um, anyways, <laughs> hello. Yeah, okay. You're you're right. I didn't think about it that way. You got two does high it, level strikers. Does it not smell good? <laughs> but this yeah, you got Bellator over here. <laughs> oh. oh yeah, but, but yeah, yeah, they're gonna cancel each other out, right? Mm. So typically, yeah, because um, sometimes it just it just be like that, man. If you get especially when you have two grapplers that. It's just such back and forth. They're like, all right, we can't take each other down. Yeah. The strike. You also don't want to get punched in the face if you don't need to. <laughs> we true. forget. Like, these are four-ounce gloves. And if you don't need to get hit that many times. I no. mean, 41 years old, plus the boxing career, Holly Holm should play it a little safe when it comes to TBI and certain things like that. That are just a, a reality of the fight game. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like I said, in, in that case, it was it was the opposite. It wasn't two guys that said... Well, we can't take each other down. Let's, you know, strike. It was the opposite. Two strikers that was like, well, you know what? Our striking is going to be neutralized. 
I'm going to neutralize her striking by holding her up against a cage and beating her up there, maybe getting, you know, some elbows off. And I feel like they both thought that way about the other person. And because they both had the same exact strategy, it just kind of canceled each other out. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, okay, so now what? So then Holly Holm, it took her a little bit, but she realized, oh, this girl's ground game is not that good. Yeah. So what am I going to do? I'm going to take her down, control her, try to look for a submission, which she, she did try, you know, and uh, beat her up there. And she got the win that way. But I, I do feel that both of those girls have some work to do. You know what I mean? I know Holly On says the ground? Both. Um, I know Holly says that she, uh, she wants to, to uh, chase the title. You know, she wants to go for the belt. And I think, you know what I'm saying? I think they both have some work to do, which we all have work to do. You know what I'm saying? I, I agree. Um, I mean, she. I, I just really thought that Holly Holm was stronger. Uh, when you saw them clinch, and I think I think that was like the deciding factor one way or the other was just, it ended up being strength. It looked like she overpowered nah, her. It wasn't necessarily strength. It was just they didn't. I don't think Holly Holm knew enough about that position. She was She, she just hasn't. And you know what I mean? If she ever watches this, she'd be like, I do. But she hasn't been in that position long enough. She just needs more time yeah. in the grappling department. You know what I mean? I grew up a wrestler, so... Yeah, so you I, know what you're looking at. Yes, I know what I'm looking at. So she needs more time in that department. She needs yeah. to be in the gym more, doing more wrestling, doing more grappling, doing more wrestling, doing more gra- grappling. And who knows? She might have done a whole camp. You know what I'm saying? But... <clears throat> she needs to do more camps, like uh, more out, out of camp, in camp. Do you think you know? that sometimes um, strikers focus on wrestling so much that their striking falls off? I, I Oh, and vice versa. I yeah. think I think it goes both ways. I think strikers focus so much on striking so much that their wrestling falls off. And I think that uh, wrestlers focus so much on their wrestling so much that they don't know how to strike. You, you yeah. have to be able to know how to do both. Yeah. You know, you Unless you're Khabib and you just maul everybody yeah. on the ground. Yeah, that's true. But overall, it was a good fight. Yeah, I don't, man, I don't really know where they go from here. Yeah, um, I, that's a good question. I don't know. I would love to see um, Holly, you know, because she's. I do love how nice uh, Holly Holm is. She's she's a sweetheart, man. I I would love to see her, you know, like evolve and maybe one day fight for the belt. That would be that would be good, man. I, I want to see, you know, she has to have that in her at this age. Yeah, she wouldn't assign a yeah. a deal like that. Um, she could do other things. She could probably do like. I'd like to see her versus Jake Paul in a boxing match. That would be, uh, Holly that would be Holm, pretty good. Round one, unanimous decision, <laughs> knockout. Yeah. Every every possible outcome, just give it to Holly. Holly. I mean, think of Holly. She's fought everybody from Chris Cyborg uh-huh. to Amanda Nunes to Ronda Rousey yep. to Misha Tate. CM Punk. And she dominated yeah. Misha Tate until the fifth round when she got choked out. Yeah, man. Um, we, we just... We just had uh, Misha talk about that, my last podcast, where she, she talked about that moment, that feeling, and what that was like, you know? Uh, Because she's been chasing, Misha has been chasing that moment for so long, and then it happened, and she was just like, yeah. So we're we're on that division. You just had, uh, you know, the legend of Misha Tate on your show. Did she have any, like, she's also going for gold, I assume, too? Uh, Misha actually um, revealed on my show that this is her last year. Really? Mm -hmm. This is her last year. Um, Sadly, because I've been watching her, I I think I was a senior when she... Had her first per, was it? Per, I don't even remember, but I remember watching her when I was a senior in high school. Okay, yeah. But you were just a fan then, right? Nothing more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just a fan. Nothing more, Misha. If you ever watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's been around for a minute. Um, I mean, all the way back to the, 
the Ultimate Fighter with with Ronda Rousey. That's cool. Yeah, man. She was well, always one of my favorite. I'd like to fighters. see her and uh, Holly Holm run it back because it looks like right. they're on the same trajectory with wins and losses right yeah, now. Yeah, that'd be awesome, man. Holly Holm is what three? She has, she's won three out of the out of the four of her last fights. Um, yes, she uh, Misha. I think I don't remember if she won her last won or lost her last fight, but. Um, That'd be a good rematch, man. I like I said, I'm obviously a huge Misha fan, so I'm biased to that one. Yeah. So my my input is gonna be, you know. I I got I wanna kinda turn the page for a mm-hmm. second and just yeah, take up? your MMA uh UFC knowledge for a second for the fans who don't completely understand the the judging on the scorecards. Can you for just a minute break down what like a, a 29, 28 29, 28, 30. Like, does that mean, yeah, break that down for the the ones who don't actually know. Like, they see the hand raise, but they don't know what the hell it means. I'm glad you mentioned that. So, in three round fights, there's, you get 10 points if you have, like, you know, if if all three judges give the points to you, then you get 10 points, right? The most you can get in a round is 10 points. The less you can get, uh, the least amount you can get is eight. So if it's a 10-8 round, <clears throat> that fighter completely dominated you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like completely, meaning like just, just obliterated you. Beat you know, the you hell could, out of you. Yeah. Like <laughs> the CJ Vergara fight, that was probably, that first round was probably a 10-8 round. I thought so. Yeah, that was a 10-8 round. He got the living dog shit beat out of him. And then, but he came back and won. But anyways, so. Um, so it's. 10 points per round, and then yes. they add up the yes. at the end. So it's 10 or uh, 9 or 8. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. So that's why they add, they, they add them up. So each round, if you get like 10, 10, 10, then it's 30. And the other guy, if, you know, if he gets like 10, 10, 9, it's 30, 29. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So uh, uh, Holly was, what was the score for that one? Uh, 30, 26, meaning all three judges gave her unanimously all the rounds. Okay. Um, so, so if they know that they won the round dominantly, they're going to get a 10. Yes. They don't do nine, eight. They, they do. They do. They do. do they'll nine, they'll do, um, like a nine or an eight if they, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm in, in, in terms of points, you gotcha. know what I'm saying? So they add up all the points and that's how they do it. It's a, it's a weird system because I believe it comes from boxing and I do think that they need to revamp the system for UFC and they need to create a whole new structure. In my opinion. Yeah. I think, yes. I mean, one of the judges on the main event gave it to Marlon Vera um, when, it, when it was a split decision. I was. That was crazy. Look, yeah. and nothing against Marlon Vera. Um, I'm a big fan of him. I like how he carries himself. He's mm-hmm. a family man. I'm also a father. Uh, I, lo- I love my girls. Um, but he lost. Yeah. yeah he, decisively. He Even he knew. It, it was. It, it was, could have been 5 0, right? It was very decisive. Um, <clears throat> At most, at most, I'll say he won two rounds. I'll okay, say I could see, rounds. yeah. Maybe, maybe the last round and the fourth, maybe four I and five. I think it was third or, third or fourth. Third or, one of those two, yeah. In the last, I want to say it was the third. He, started, he actually started piecing yeah, up Corey a third, little bit. third, maybe I'll say like third and five or three and, three and five, rather three and four. I don't remember. But uh, you know what I mean? Um, split decision? I don't think so. No way. Can we just uh, appreciate uh, Dan Mergliata reffing and... And judging. Uh, and judging. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, when I saw yes. his name, I and was kind of like... I think like, he was on yeah. the Holly Home fight, right? Yeah. And everyone's like, dang, he messed up the co and main event. Shout out to uh, to Dan Mergliata, man. Yeah, he's doing... 
I, I was like, am I reading this wrong? Is there a typo? Because this guy was just in the octagon, and now he's ref in the fight. But I guess that's a good person to have, yeah. right? Because they know what to look for. Exactly. And those are the people who should be judges, man. Those are the people who we need as judges. Yeah. All right. Yep. All right. So, hey, where's that bell at today? We haven't heard the bell at all. <laughs> Can you pull that, that bell up? Um, and everybody that's tuned in um, to the breakdown, I really appreciate you guys. Uh, fight Junkies. Sponsored by MMA Fight Universe, uh, will be live um, every Monday and Thursday where we break down the fights from the weekend, and then we will also be talking about um, the fights that are coming up. So we appreciate everybody. I see you guys in the chat. Uh, Heroes Journey Podcast, what is up? Oh, um, man. He says, give home a <clears throat> shot versus Jake Paul. Yeah, I want to I want to see Jake Paul versus Holly Holm. Hey, I, definitely, man. Let's, Let's run it. it. Let's run it, Jake. <laughs> Shout hey. out to the problem solver. Um, one of my, you know, East Coast people back there. Uh, he said, what problem would he be able to solve for the UFC? The judging. What problem would, would uh, the judging be able to solve? No, he said, because no, he's the problem he's solver. He's the problem solver. Oh. He said, uh, what, what could he solve for the UFC? And I said, the judging. Uh, um, who, Jake Paul? No, the, no, just, the problem solver. Oh, problem I see solver. what you're saying. I see, yeah, I, he said, I, I got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a good question. I was all over the place. My bad. My bad. Has my anyone bad. made an NFT for the Jamaican sensation? Uh, no and no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you guys have watched the news right now. What's going on with NFTs? Yeah, and Wait, I thought you were of... saying no. No one has ever made an NFT, and no one has ever made one of me. Like you're just discrediting it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying no one's ever made an NFT, and I don't want one right now. Um, yeah, mainly just because. It's too new. Let it go for a while. Yeah, and not just that, but I want to build my brand. I want to build who Ode Osborne is. You know what I'm saying? You see a lot of these people who just create NFTs and try to sell them. Like, how are you going to sell an NFT when you haven't built that in, into that space? You know? Yeah. People in the NFT space are going to be like, who, who the fuck is that guy? Like, who's selling an NFT? You know what I'm saying? If, you're, if you haven't built up uh, your image or your brand within the NFT crypto space, people aren't going to really buy it or know who you are you know so that's what i'm doing right now um I, i'm huge into that crypto space if you haven't wondered but yeah man I, I love crypto it's probably one of my hobbies right now actually it's been my hobby for like a good five years actually so you're buying lunch is that what you're saying hey, <laughs> hey i'm saying i i think it's great it's where the future's going um i can't tell you the last time that i, I used cash to buy something right um, i'm using you know, my, my I don't even use my debit card half the time. It's just Apple Bitcoin. Pay. <laughs> it's Bitcoin. Um, Did you buy pizzas with it? Yeah. No, he finances the pizza and then pays it off with Bitcoin so it improves his credit. <laughs> Simon Cowell. Hey. Uh, Sticky Paws said that Simon Cowell would be a dope judge. Hey, right? He'd be like, that was absolutely horrendous. You both suck. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Complete rubbish. That fight was rubbish. It was boring. You're deluded. You, you held his nuts in his face for 24 minutes. <laughs> he would have said minutes. something like, Corey, that was so awful what you just said. I'm giving it to Cheeto now, actually. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe you said it tastes bad. You should say it tastes good, but what do you mean it tastes bad? Yeah, we need Simon, man. Well, somebody, Simon. somebody, like, send this to Simon. <laughs> yeah, he'd probably do it, too. We'll, get him, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, hit up Dana, and uh, we'll try hey. to get him over to the Apex. Hey, what if Simon Cowell was, a, uh, was an announcer? It's time. <laughs> You're giving him too much energy. He'd be like, "It's time." I don't it's think he can talk, yell anymore with all that injections in his face. He's kind of <laughs> stiff. Um, all right, so let's jump into uh, the next fight: Nate Landbeer and Austin Lingo. Which, whoo, <laughs> that was a 
Scrappy fight. Yo, y'all better when you oh, man. Tell us how you feel. Okay, so uh, he got choked out due to the fact that he went and reached for his mouthpiece, which I thought was crazy. I'm like, should they stop the? They usually stop the fight, right? If the mouthpiece is out. Man, forget your mouthpiece, bro. You're in a fight. Yeah. Your mouthpiece comes out. Forget that. Forget I've never worn a mouthpiece in a fight. <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's crazy. It sucks and inhibits your breathing. I had to wear them for wrestling because I had braces. Well, well, it's different now. Now they have them molded, so it doesn't. It's not. Oh like, yeah. yeah. See, mine was because I had braces. Like yeah. you didn't have to wear it in high school, but they're like, you got too nice in there. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like a pug while trying to shoot a double on somebody. Bruh, I remember those, man. But now they have them molded, where they mold to your teeth, so they're not that bad. But my thing is, man. Your mouthpiece falls out. I get it. You're in a fight, and you know what I mean. Sometimes you can't control your reflex, or how you you know you think the ref is gonna stop it and put it. You know you think you can get it, but you don't have. There's a very small window at times, and if you don't close the window fast enough, someone's gonna sneak in through it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And you, you, you said that last week when you were like uh, talking about Usman. Yes. When he kept like expecting the judge, right? Yep. Yeah, you were. So you're yeah you you're consistent with that pissing you off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am, man. Like, come on, you're in there to fight, just fight. You know what I'm saying? It's a fight, just fight, you know. I but, think that's the difference between the mindset of a fighter and an athlete, maybe. <clears throat> yeah, because then it becomes too much, like I said last week, like basketball, you know what I mean? You start expecting things from the ref, then it's a it's a basketball game. Nothing against basketball games, you know what I mean? But a lot of the basketball players do draw calls by, you know, flopping a lot. Yeah, they're great actors. In, not just basketball, but you see it in, in uh, soccer, soccer too. Oh, God. You know, uh, <laughs> they, 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 it's a strategy they use to draw calls. Sometimes it works, you know. And what now I mean? you see it with Usman, <laughs> and it didn't work. <clears throat> exactly. So that's my thing with that man. I, I just don't want us to start going that route. You know what I mean? It almost happened in the main event. I think uh, Cheeto is kicking uh, Sanagan while he was down in the face. They were both, like, he was his knee was down from, and he was ground and pound. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was still kicking. Yeah, him. yeah. You gotta, Great move, by the way. I mean, I'd do it. <laughs> Illegal do it. as shit. But, uh, yeah, Nate Landveer, uh, I watched a lot of the footage on this guy. He's, he's just hilarious. He's yeah. from Tennessee. I had a soldier um, about 10 or 12 years ago when mm. I was a squad leader at Fort Polk, um, and I was completely out of my element at Fort Polk because I'm from New Jersey. Yeah. So I didn't know about humidity um, or animals or snakes or mm. nothing. And it, my, Tennessee people are just built different from city boys. And this guy's one of them. I mean, Landwehr in German translated is defend the land. Really? So his his name in German is defend the land. So okay. he's, he said like... Landwehr. Landwehr. Yeah. It doesn't taste good. And he's, you know, he, he, I, all right. So I, no, no shade on, on Landveer. Um, I don't see him at least not anytime soon, like being a number one contender or taking the belt just based off his skill set. But he does remind me of like another kind of gatekeeper because he's down yeah. to scrap and yeah, fight. Um, and he did really good. Um, yeah. He, he is, he is always down to, he's like a almost, like a Duplessis style where they just like, just, you know, let's get just, it. Let's get it. Kind of, you know, come like, and just bite that down. mouthpiece. Yeah, and man. Go. Yeah. So he's always going to be an exciting fighter for me. You know what I'm saying? Um, to watch. But in terms of title contender right now, I just don't see it right now. You know, I'm not saying he won't become a title contender. I just, yeah, I don't not see now. It right now. Um, he's a great, he's great talker. 
Nate yep. the Train, his interviews, especially the uh, he did one with Ariel Hawani. Excuse me, and he cut a promo at the end because he, you know, he won by rear naked choke. But yeah. he said uh, that's called the sucker punch rear naked choke. So Yo. he invented his own move. Hey, that's what I'm talking about, man. Yeah. Don't you look? That's what I'm talking about. We gotta, you gotta be like just on it when you're on the mic. You can't be saying stuff like. It doesn't taste good. I'll, uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'll, was, I'll let them give me whoever they want. Now, call somebody out. Talk, uh, you know? Corey Sanhagen still is going to... That's going to be number one. Number one trash talk line of the year is Corey Sanhagen. It doesn't taste <laughs> it good. It doesn't taste good. I, what, what do you say? I got something and you... You're, you're hungry. hungry. I got something to eat. And it doesn't taste good. <laughs> it doesn't taste good. <laughs> if you guys are just tuning in. So Corey Sanhagen called out Marab. And on the mic, he said, I heard you're hungry. And I've got something for you to eat, and it doesn't taste good. <laughs> we got action junkies in there. Oh man! Sprechen Sie Deutsch, ja natürlich sprechen perfect Deutsch jeden Tag. Um, so it was a great fight. Austin Lingo, he was a late replacement, um, I believe. Yes, he was. Um, um, so Austin lights out Lingo. He's nine three and zero right now. He's twenty eight years old. He's still young. Um, you know, he's he's from Texas. He fights out of Dallas. Uh, and Lingo looked good. Uh, he won most of the big exchanges yeah. in round one. Uh, he looked really good on his feet. But I think Landveer is just too much pressure and too aggressive. Yes, and, yes, I agree. Yeah, and that could get, like, well, I mean, because you think cardio is big. Yeah, right? not only that, but, you know, I think he just needs more experience in the cage with someone like that. And how you get that is you have to train with bodies, who you, whoever you got to bring into the gym to emulate that style, that's what you need to do to prepare for your fight. You know what I'm saying? So you, you get that look all the time. So now when you're free, uh, when you're in front of it, facing it, it's not anything you haven't seen before. Yeah, it's not foreign. Yeah, so I think that's what happened. I think he just hasn't had that look enough or he hasn't had enough experience in the octagon yeah. with that type of uh, uh, fighter. You know what I'm and saying? And the so crowd. Now, um, exactly. But now he had that, you know, he had that experience. So he can go back next he can go back uh, next time and be like, okay, you know what? Yeah, if I it. ever fight this style again, I'll know how to handle it the next time. Yeah, because I think a wrestler would have dominated uh either one of those gentlemen, like like a traditional yeah. Yeah. wrestler uh with some good jujitsu. Um but he, you know, he tweeted post fight. Uh, things didn't go my way last night, but I'll be back stronger and faster than ever. So he's got he's in high spirits, um, but that was a good scrap. You know what I did notice, and and this I don't know if this, I'm sure this bothers you. What's that? Uh, when you fight Nate Landveer, he fought the whole time with his hands open. Yeah, and then he would like come in and then close him, kind of like a John Jones. Uh, I just was like, damn, he's gonna poke him in the eye. No, nah, it, it didn't bother happen. Me. It doesn't bother me. I think. What is he doing? He's doing that to gauge uh, distance and try to grab you? No, not necessarily. He's just relaxed. He's got to relax, which, which is which is fine. You know what I mean? You're, you're, a lot of people, when you when you squeeze your hands, then your muscles, you're tense, you know? Um, so if you want to save your arms and you save, like, a lot of the muscle tissue and stuff like that, and when you, you, you relax a lot of bit. Yeah. You know, you got to be relaxed when you're in there makes you sense can't be tense you know what i'm saying so i'm fine with that i actually do that a lot myself like i, I kind of fight more like here you know i don't really close my fist when i fight once that that lactic acid builds up in your muscles you're gonna be in trouble exactly because so, you're still in there right yeah yeah and you you want to be as relaxed as possible in order to strike when you strike and you're tense you're telegraphing everything 
Yeah, you don't want to do that. Get kicked no, in the face. Man. So hats off to both of those gentlemen. It was a great, great night for them. You know, yep. being the third from the main event on a huge card. Um, congrats. I think, I think that card was spectacular. I, like I said before, I still think the prelims was amazing and it was better than the main card. I don't know where they go, though, in the featherweight division, but I'm excited to see uh, Holloway come back. It's coming. Hey, let's get it, man. Um, So let's get into the next and final fight. We're going to break down. um, Great fight, Macy Barber versus Andrea Lee. Yes. How do you feel about that fight? I feel that Macy Barber lost that fight. That's how I feel about that fight. (laughs) I'm sorry. Tell us how you feel, buddy. (laughs) I'm sorry to say that, but I I do. I feel... By... by what? Yeah, split. I would say split, Macy. Uh, split, yeah, uh, Andrea. Um, because she did everything that she needed to do. You know, she took her down. You know, Macy got one, did get one takedown, but didn't do anything with it. You know what I mean? Um, I think she controlled her for what? How, how, I don't even remember the control time. I, I think it was over three minutes of control time. Yeah, the first round, right? That she, she had her down. Yeah, that she had. Uh, in Macy's, you know, she was in Macy's, uh, like, wheelhouse, you know what I'm saying? And Macy wasn't doing anything with the striking, you know. Um, she tried a lot more kicks this fight. Yes, but none of those kicks were really doing much damage, you know what I'm saying? So um, I can't say that I would give Macy that fight. I just can't. Yeah, I agree. I thought that it was going to go the other way, but I wasn't surprised. You know, it wasn't it was by no means a robbery in my mind, but No, I wouldn't say a robbery. I hate when people yell like robbery, robbery. Yeah. I definitely wouldn't say it was a robbery. Um, but I would say that Macy lost that fight. Yeah, she um But that's just my opinion, you know. I think they kind of like uh canceled each other out like they were almost at the same which which is a test to the matchmaking at the mm-hmm. ufc they're not going to put somebody in there that's just going to get you know completely dominated so they were yeah. a great matchup and that could be another reason why it didn't look like a spectacular fight because they couldn't do anything because they were it was like fighting yourself yeah i mean it's not even that it was like it wasn't spectacular it was just i don't see how macy beat her you know what i'm saying i could see how andrea beat macy but I can't see how Macy beat Andrea. You know what I'm saying? I could say, okay, uh, Andrea Lee took her down. You know what I'm saying? Um, multiple times, held her down, was punching her while she was on on top. She was punching Macy while she was on uh, on her feet. You know, getting those points that way. Um, I would say she won that first, second, or it was like, was it? I would say it was it first or third or first and second. It was one of the ones. One of the rounds, Macy got a takedown. And I think was, it was the second. Was the second round that Macy got a takedown? And that was the only round that I'd be like, okay, maybe Macy, Macy got that round. Even the crowd felt the same way. They, yeah. uh, You know, um, Andrea Lee is from Texas, I believe. Yeah. Uh, I think Dallas. There's a lot of Dallas fighters on the yeah. card. Uh, I'm sure they do that purposely. Oh, you know, of course. Yeah, less, of course. Um, I don't know where they go from here. Macy is now 4-0, and the only person she's lost to uh, in the, you know, her last loss is... Uh, the champ now and she said yeah. in her post-fight presser um, I, I don't think that I deserve to fight for the belt now but I want to fight Alexa Grasso whether she has the belt or not yeah um, which I mean she lost the fight so I guess she wants it back which I agree with yeah I also don't agree with what she said about and obviously I'm a little biased because Roxanne was a teammate of mine but I don't agree with this when she said I only have one true loss on my record and that was to Alexa Grasso. She did say that. And yeah. I thought that was very discrediting of Roxanne because Roxanne was beating her 
all the way up until she got that injury in her fight. Roxanne beat the dog shit out of her for all of that fight until even until she got that injury. Yeah, she was saying so that you, she tore her ACL yes. and then that's so the only reason. That was for me was like you can't discredit Roxanne for for what she did. You know what I mean? Don't do that. It's kind of like what Sean O'Malley does where he talks about, you know, he didn't lose to uh Cheeto, to Cheeto, yeah. yeah. He didn't he's, lose, he's the goat. He's undefeated. <laughs> I'm like don't discredit Cheeto. I'll never ever discredit anybody that I lose to ever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you got to take it on the yeah, chin. You, you got to, to um that so, that's a testament to like Dominic that. Cruz. Dominic Cruz was tremendous in all of his losses. When he lost the belt to Cody, yeah, he was he man. came right out like, "What am I gonna do? Go cry about it? Like yeah. this is the fight game I freaking lost." Yeah, and that's it. Um, yeah, he got emoted on. Okay, Cody uh-huh. did emotes that whole fight. Okay, <laughs> he did. Yeah. Um, it wasn't even a competition. Yeah, it was it was stylistically an entertaining fight. So we got uh, one quick fight. We're running out of time. Uh, Albert Duraya versus Chidi. Uh, in the 185-pound division. Let's um, go. It kind of went. Uh, there's a, a a beautiful man named John Orlando who once said, if they look like Khabib, <laughs> they're going to win. And I completely agree. So that's kind of how it went. Yeah, man. Um, Chidi, I thought, should have let his hands go a little bit more, you know. But um, he also didn't want to do too much on the striking because then he would give up a takedown because that's what happened. He hit him with a body kick. He caught his kick and he took him down. So I would say a little more hands, a little less kicks. And he made those adjustments. He just like didn't do enough of it. And I think that's where he lost in that, you know, those exchanges. But man, he looked good on the feet. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's a great um, striker. Yeah, a phenomenal striker. Muay Thai kickboxer. Yes, Dureyev is just phenomenal, man. He's, he, he's a great fighter. Really good fighter, man, and uh, did a both did a good job. Both men, you know, they were both tired in there, and they both went in there and, you know, look to fight. Yeah. So a lot of pressure um, yeah. on Chidi as well. He's another Texas native, and he said a lot of his friends yeah. and everybody that you know he loves was in the crowd. So that's got to be a lot of pressure to get in there. Um, yeah, man. He's what Chidi's what two? Is he two and two now? Yeah, because he's had four fights in the UFC. I'm pretty sure he won two, two, and two. lost two. Yes. Um, so, man, he's so talented, too. You know, Chidi's, oh, man, his striking is so good. So I would love to see him in there with um, another striker. I want to see... Him and Kevin Holland. Yes, him and Kevin Holland would be a great fight. Is, is that the same weight class? Yeah. Oh man, let's hey, let's put it together, man. Yeah, that would be a scrap. That, that would be. That would be. I think, and and knowing how down but Holland is, he would do it too. Yeah, but the fact that Chidi only has four fights in the UFC, though, I don't know if that they would give him that fight. Probably not. You know, but but he but, has like three hundred more time fights. So. Exactly. <laughs> he he is twenty two and nine, so he he can get more you know opportunities because he's had so many fights. Yeah. I mean, overall, it was a good card. Uh, we're running out of time, but again, I appreciate everybody coming on to. Uh, the live chat and giving us support. Uh, we said last week, this is our third show. Uh, give us some time. Stay tuned. I'm going to be interviewing uh, some coaches and some fighters, doing some one-on-ones uh, in the very near future. Uh, show us love and support. Like, share, subscribe. Um, and thank you, guys. you have uh, anything to send us off with? Hey, nothing, man. I appreciate you guys so much for tuning in 
to the show, Fight Junkies. Check us out. Also, shout out to MMA Fight Universe, our sponsor. Hey, this show is going to be incredible. You know, this is our second week up and running. We're doing these live now. We're going to include Super Chats. You guys, we're going to be just blowing. So I love you guys and appreciate all you guys for tuning in. My name is Ode Osborne, the Jamaican sensation, UFC flyweight. I'm the fighter. And I'm the fan and former U.S. Army combat vet. So all my vets, show us some support. Show me some love. Um, thank you guys very much. Have a great week. Out.